This is Julian Patterson for the Business Innovation Leaders Forum. My guest today is C.R. Srinivasan, and we're going to be talking about security. Srini is an Executive Vice President with Tata Communications, where he's responsible for the hosting, cloud, security, CDN and SD-WAN businesses. Srini also has internal responsibility for security and can draw on 30 years of industry experience. He started his career at Citibank and has been in the information security business ever since. Srini, thanks for agreeing to spend some time with us today. It's a great pleasure to meet you. Same here. Nice meeting you, Julian. So let's start with a broad question to set the scene. What are the big security challenges that enterprises face today? Um, what is what is happening today um, in enterprises is massive transformation. It's not just massive, it's rapid as well. Uh, with COVID, um, I think the acceleration of the transformation uh, was not you know, within the control of the enterprises. You know, they had to compete, they had to be staying relevant in the market, and they had to do things faster than they would have otherwise done. Shrinking the own data center foot, foot, you know, footprint, making sure the network is you know, becoming cost-effective, the move to SD-WAN, um, using internet a lot more than they would otherwise do or would have done pre-COVID. Um, and then, you know, the move to cloud, which is the second big, you know, shift in enterprises, you know, workloads moving to the cloud, data, data center footprint shrinking. And the third thing is applications becoming modern, right? I think these are three big chunks that are happening, right? You know, you want infrastructure to be available 24 by 7. You want the infrastructure to be cost competitive, cost effective, you know, for the respective business. And subsequently, you want the applications to be available 24 by 7, which means you modernize the application, you make it modular, you make sure that you're able to have your online property, your online business available 24 by 7 to the customers worldwide, which means there is no downtime, there's no concept of scheduled maintenance. You can't be off you know, the, the electronic world even for a second. Cloud has obviously created huge opportunities for digital transformation, but has it also created problems of a, a similar magnitude? So there's a lot of convenience that comes along with cloud, and there is no denying the fact that that has improved the ease of doing application modernization, the ease of actually rolling out a lot of you know things much faster than they would have otherwise done. So that's one part of moving to the cloud. Now, coming to what are the challenges when you move to cloud? Definitely the first important challenge is making sure that you're moving the right workloads to cloud. You know, so you're moving what needs to be on, on cloud to cloud. The second is making sure that you're paying effectively for what you're using and you're not having idle instances for which you're being charged. So cost management and the economics of cloud needs to be closely managed. And third, of course, security is a shared responsibility on cloud. And you know, thereby, that's another you know challenge for enterprises to deal with. And when you add to this a multi-cloud mix, you're looking into a three by three matrix. You know, depending on how complex the deployment is, which means there are three hyperscalers, three different applications talking to each other. You're looking at networking between them. So you're like looking at a heady mix of multiple things that are complex. Uh, what does 
so-called easy has now become a little bit more complex and easy. Definitely easier than running your own data center and worrying about a lot of things. But is it you know simple? Is it you know uh, very very easy to do? I would I would sort of say you need you need some effort to keep that infrastructure going. Yeah, you you mentioned the shared security model. Should enterprises be wary of the idea that someone else can take all their security problems away? Security can never be a shared responsibility. Security is owned by the enterprise, right? The cloud service providers play a role in that, and that's the shared responsibility that I'm talking about. Um, end of the day, it's your you know property, it's your asset on 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 the cloud. And you got to make sure that it's fully protected and safe. The primary responsibility is with the customer. That said, having you know outsourced the infrastructure to a hyperscaler or to a cloud provider, um, the point is that they can ensure that at the infrastructure level, the components are secure. The, the broad parameters of security around the infrastructure layers are available, configurable. There are tools. There are you know processes that they can put in place. The best of you know uh, security practices are made available to an enterprise customer. Right. So the the CISO can uh, outsource some things, but perhaps not the sleepless nights. Uh, talking of which, we we can't really discuss security without a brief conversation about ransomware. Why is this such a huge problem for businesses, and and what can we do about it? Um, when Bitcoin was a dollar, you know, uh, or less than a dollar, you know, I, I didn't hear too much of ransomware, right? Uh, when the bit, Bitcoin reached a hundred dollars, I did start hearing ransomware. The the opportunity to to sort of get money out of an IT problem has been, you know, significantly simplified by the arrival of Bitcoin and the price at which you know unit is being you know uh, sold in the market. Thereby, I think ransomware is a big problem, right? You know, because there's, there's today an opportunity for somebody to stop you on your tracks and demand money, and there is a payment mechanism that's available in the form of bitcoins, and, and that's making life complex for enterprises. I think two-thirds of the enterprises would have seen ransomware of some type in, in a part of their enterprise at least, you know, be it a large enterprise, you know, if it's a small enterprise, you would have gotten impacted. If it's a medium enterprise, again, a part of the enterprise could have been impacted. Today, the problem with the ransomware attacks is that uh, they can use vulnerabilities that aren't, that, that aren't very old. You know, they can, they can get into an infrastructure estate or an application estate and, you know, sort of stop you from processing what you're processing and thereby you, you're left with the dilemma of whether to pay or whether to take that 24 hours or 36 hours or how efficient your process is to recover from a ransomware attack. So it is definitely an issue. It is definitely a problem that CISO should be seized off. And it's definitely something that you can't react to. You got to be, you know, you know, doing things, you know, regularly, diligently. And the hygiene factor in enterprise is extremely important, you know, for you to manage ransomware effectively. So, in a word, uh, are we destined to live with the permanent threat of criminals holding our data hostage? As somebody who understands, you know, security fairly well, I would say that, you know, these things are going to continue in some form or the other. It may be called some other wear, it can be, you know, called cryptojacking, it can be called, you know, uh, uh, some other wear, but, you know, you're going to have some problem related to security because as long as you have interesting data, people have interest in you. That's the way I would sum it up.
Let's broaden the conversation out a bit. Trini, what changes are you seeing in the way that enterprises are addressing security challenges? So I think the, the, the first change, um, Julian, that I'm seeing is that enterprises are beginning to take security very seriously. 10 years ago, uh, enterprise security used to be an afterthought. Uh, today, you know, people, you know, when they do large projects, include security, they talk about security, they talk about resources that they need to, to protect their state. So there is that much awareness of a security. 10 years ago, an SIEM would be like, do we really need to do it? Today, people are saying, hey, can I do threat hunting? Can I be proactive about it? So we moved from, do I need to do it? an absolutely proactive posture. I think that you know, a change is a sea change, and that has come about over a period of you know, probably in the last 10 years. Right? Uh, what do they need to do further? I think there's a lot of work that needs to be done. Not all enterprises are at the same stage of awareness, same stage of investment into security, uh, in, and into security you know, staff and skills and you know, budgets to sort of go get this done. And things are getting only more and more complex, right? You know, be talking about uh, from being uh, a perimeter-centric conversation to VPNs to fixed connectivity. We're talking about 5G connectivity. We're talking about mobility. We're talking about, you know, things like zero trust, you know, authenticate always. So we, we've come a long way from a security perspective, but security has also evolved and, and the, the, the threat surfaces have also, you know, broadened and evolved over a period of time. And thereby there is a need for enterprises to constantly evolve and do more. But have they moved from where they were? I, I think definitely they moved significantly. There's a lot of progress that I see. Even the smaller enterprises, even the medium enterprises, they seem to have you know, caught on to some of the security practices. Today, we see different enterprise teams responsible for networking, software development, operations, and security, and so on. We've also seen numerous attempts to integrate these teams, but we never seem to get it quite right. Do we need to change the way we organize IT? I think um, I think it's a very, very um, interesting and important question. Enterprises have to address this and look the problem in the eye because it's a, definitely an important issue that needs needs address um, you know, in, in the enterprise con context. Um, I always say um, security incidents happen at the confluence of network, application, data, and users, right? It happens, you know, at that confluence. It doesn't happen in one domain, right? You need to be familiar with what's the application, what's the context, what's the data that's being accessed, who's the user who's trying to access the data, legitimate, illegitimate, you know, what's the infrastructure, you know, on which that, you know, this thing is hosted, what's the connectivity that, you know, they're using to get to that. So at this confluence is where, you know, you have security incidents playing out. And you can't have, you know, uh, individuals in each one of these, you know, towers, as you would call them, to sort of say, I'm from network tower, I understand network, I don't see a problem, I, I'm from application, I don't see a problem. The confluence is where the problem is, and, and thereby you need, you know, multi-skilled, uh, multi-domain knowledgeable people who can look at a bird's eye view of, of the estate and say, here is where possibly you have a problem. Uh, you need to create you know, teams that have four or five of these people together who live their lives together, understand security incidents together, and learn, you know, the estate together, thereby they can complement each other to solve a problem. You know, are you going to be creating one individual who has an overall, you know, view of the estate? 
yes, you may create one or two, but then, you know, your reliance on them is going to be extremely, you know, high. And, you know, if you lose that guy, you know, the knowledge walks out of the door. So we need to keep thinking about organization and particularly about the right skills. But what about our attitudes? You've already said that enterprises are taking security more seriously, but has everyone got the message? So, so the, the, the problem with the problem with um, uh, security, you know, uh, in, as has it always been? I don't think it's changing. Is that you know people still see it as a separate topic, you know, whereas it's it's like you know intrinsic to an IT infrastructure estate. It's in, intrinsic to an IT conversation. It's intrinsic to a cloud transformation. So thereby, I think it's important for security to be you know, everybody's responsibility. People have to think about it and say, am I secure? Am I doing things that are right for the enterprise? Am I doing things that, you know, will help me secure the work that I'm doing? I think that constant thought process needs to be baked in. Uh, it, it shouldn't be looked at as security. And typically people tend to look at it as corporate security information officer. Oh, that's that person's responsibility. Uh, the mindset change is coming through, but the, the change that we need is it's everybody's responsibility. And if they're doing that piece of work in a secure fashion, then the enterprise would be a lot more at ease you know, on this topic. Perhaps humans is the one problem that technology can't solve. But what are the technological developments that might make the life of the CISO a bit easier in future? I think there's a lot uh, happening uh, in the space. Um, as I said, uh, you know, the SIEM that enterprises used to think uh, twice about because it, you know, involved cost, it involved effort, you know, it involved, you know, putting together things. I think today is becoming a norm and there's a number of cloud soft providers who are available who are able to provide this infrastructure on the tap uh, including the hyperscalers and thereby you know the cloud service providers and others are you know able to offer uh, a SIEM which is basically an event management platform for security you know on the cloud now i think technology is evolving um, to to have concepts like soar which is automatically react to an event when it happens, because you know a human would look at three or four things and triage the event and say, "This is what I want to do as a you know a reactive step that's getting automated." There's a lot of AI and machine learning that's coming into reacting to security events or reacting to logs. I think that's going to simplify the grunt work to a great extent. Right. Subsequent to that, I think you know we're going to be sort of today even you know with all these technologies, threat hunting is is still you know um, you know a lot more human driven because you know you know the estate you you're looking for pockets you know of vulnerabilities and you're doing that every day. I think there are a number of tools that are coming in that space. I think threat hunting, you know, is another important area where I think there's a lot that can happen and, and, and technologies like AI and ML will be of help. Automation, which should simplify the grunt work, grunt work free, freeing up people's time for doing a lot more threat hunting. Today, from a technology toolkit standpoint, there are a number of technologies and toolkits that are available. AI and ML is a broad definition of what you can do. There are a lot of you know, analytics tools that are available. There are a lot of behavioral you know, tools that are available. So you need to sort of put the information together and analyze. There's a lot that, that can be simplified. Globally, organizations are spending trillions of dollars a year on security. Is that enough or is that a silly question? I think a simplistic statement you know, for that is security and cost of security is a trade-off between the risk that you see 
and the cost of protecting the risk, right? Um, what somebody sees as a risk, you know, for an enterprise, um, if there are ways to manage it without spending a lot of dollars, you know, to sort of mitigate the risk, I think that may be an effective, you know, uh, method of defense, you know, for an enterprise. For some other enterprise, that may be a very, very critical risk, and they can't afford to do that. And that's typically the banking, financial, and insurance sector, where, where they're paranoid about security, and thereby you're going to be spending a lot more protecting the risk. Uh, because you're doing financial transactions. The costs obviously are going up over a period of time. So you're like looking for highly skilled people for security. You're not looking at people who are looking at a monitor and saying yes or no. You're looking at people who can think through an incident and how to react to it. Um, are people budgeting enough for all of this? I think every CISO would say, I would like to have more budget you know, for my enterprise for security. And it's always a catch-up game, you know, in some form or the other. And that's why you see a number of security, you know, incidents. Not that if you spend all that money, you're not going to have security incidents. No, no, I'm not saying that. So you can, you can at best, you know, try and keep the, the budgets flat, you know, and try and do more for the same. Um, and I think that's what enterprises are trying to do when it comes to security and security budgets. Let's talk for a minute about Secure Access Service Edge, or SASE, which is an industry movement to try and address the fragmentation of security solutions and give CISOs a better way to look at the problem as a whole. Is SASE just good marketing or does it really help? Yeah, I think, no, it's again a very important and interesting question because SASE is the flavor of the season. Um, you know, the, the, the real thing about SASE is enterprises are buying those components today and SASE is like a package right you know you like saying hey you're buying three three different things today or as an enterprise you're buying five different things which is you're doing SD-WAN you're doing a secure internet gateway you're doing a next-gen firewall you're doing various things you're doing a CASB you know so all of these are things that you're buying today from different people right you're doing some some type of a zero trust network access you know because all of these things are needed so what essentially SASE is doing is giving you a framework for bringing these things together and looking at it holistically, because today people are getting information from five different point tools. So I think more than marketing, um, SASE is a framework. I think customers will still have the choice to buy it as point products. Customers will still have the, the, the opportunity to buy it as SASE, but with more and more things moving to the cloud, with more and more things, you know, you know, simplified on the cloud, I think it's time for security also to get simplified. So in my view, SASE is a very important framework, you know, how you apply it, how you evaluate your providers, and how you go about implementing it will, will decide how much benefit you derive out of it. Srini, one final question for you. Again, this may be a little simplistic, but are you confident that the security war will ever be won, or is it just a case of losing less heavily? Uh, I think I, I don't see it. I don't see it as a war. Uh, I see it a lot more as uh, being diligent about the work that you do. Right? Um, security is is you know not somebody breaking you know into your defenses ninety percent of the time. Security is you know somebody walking in through an open door so the more doors you close you know i think you know the the difficult it is for you to to sort of land yourself into a problem um so i think 
you know, the, the job of closing doors in your enterprises is difficult because as you close one, people open one more new door or there's a new application with a new door and thereby it's constant diligence. It's like a security guard running around sealing the premises all the, all the time. So it's it's definitely an energy sapping activity, you know, if, if you don't have the right tools and processes and if you don't look at it holistically, right? If you look at it, you know, as pieces of walls and you know, and doors that need to be closed, it's difficult. But if you look at it holistically, I think the security war, you know, or the security problem, you know, um, can be effectively kept under control. It's end of the day, all about hygiene. Yeah, hygiene's a great word. It reminds us that whatever problems the technology can solve, there are just some chores that we're going to have to keep doing, like washing our hands or locking the doors when we leave the house. Srini, thanks very much for sharing your thoughts with us today. Thanks, Julian. Same here. It's been you know, nice talking to you. Interesting set of questions. Look forward to talking to you again.